Hello and welcome once again to Wrestling Memories Then and Now on 90.1 FM KSRQ. We can be heard uh, also beyond the FM dial at radionorthland.org. You can listen to us there. You can also uh, listen to us on TuneIn. And you can download uh, Wrestling Memories Then and Now from our SoundCloud page at radionorthland.org. That'll link you right to it. And uh, we are uh, now officially up and running on the Offshoots Network, which is always cool. So you got another place where you can find more episodes of Wrestling Memories Then and Now. I'm Glenn Broggett, along with my host down there, deep in the heart of Texas. It was just a few days ago. I I thought he was going to end up blowing away up here due to the... uh, the tornadoes and such that were down in uh, where he's got the mobile studio. I'm glad to hear that he's doing all right. The family's okay. The place is still up. I'm talking about the grizzled vet, Mike McCurdy. Mike, you made it through a tornado spell. You're here to talk some wrestling memories then and now. Just good to have you here, my friend. Oh, man, I always enjoy coming on talking about wrestling memories. And, yeah, you're right. This past weekend, the uh, tornado activity, a little too close to home. I'm only about an hour away from where it hit, so... We were under tornado watch for a few hours. We mainly had lightning, thunderstorms, stuff like that, a lot of rain, a lot of wind. You know, luckily the tornadoes did not hit us. Unfortunately, you know, if you watch the news, it did hit a few neighborhoods in the Dallas area. It destroyed two elementary schools in the neighbor in that neighborhood, uh, Home Depot, a fire department, just massive destruction in the areas where the tornadoes did hit. And if any of our listeners are interested, there is a fundraising drive, supplies for the schools. The students at those affected elementary schools are being moved to another school that I believe, from what I've heard on the news, wasn't occupied for a couple of years, but they're moving them there. But the teachers need school supplies because, like I said, everything in that school is gone. So we're going to post up information on our Facebook page about where you can go if you want to make a donation and help kind of supply, you know, you know school supplies for the kids because, man, I mean, these kids, you know, they go to the school, this is their neighborhood, and something that's part of their life just flattened in a matter of hours through those tornadoes, man. So very devastating, and I'm hoping, you know, some of our listeners can do their part, help out a little bit, maybe, you know, supply some school supplies for the kids and kind of get things going and make sure those kids get back onto the groove. In fact, one of the schools, they are still playing their homecoming game this weekend. Oh, wow, man. That's, that's tough. That's tough right there. That's Texas tough. Definitely, man. But, you know, uh, you know, let's try to, I would like if we could help out the students a little bit, you know, and, you know, well wishes going out to them and in the rebuilding process and all that. But, you know, here in Texas, like you said, we're Texas strong. We're going to come back from this. You know, there's been floods. We've had hurricanes, tornadoes. We build back. But you know what? A little help's always, you know, appreciated. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll have that posted on the uh, Wrestling Memories Then and Now Facebook page. You also kind of got a little bit of a look-see. Uh, was you were on your way back home from work that evening? What was the story about that? What, what was your account as far as what you saw with your eyes? I was coming home from work. So, like I said, we're about an hour away. We didn't get the tornadoes, but we got the thunder and the lightning. And like I told you, the sky lit up like the 4th of July. I've been here for three and a half years, and I have never seen this much lightning at, like, one time. And it was solid for like 30 minutes. And I'm walking in this, you know, so I'm on my phone. I'm on Facebook looking for the weather updates to make sure that watch hasn't turned to warning because I walk, you know, that's my, that's my daily exercise. So I'm walking and I do not want to see tornado warning come up on my uh, phone in my area if I'm on foot. So I was doing my best to, you know, haul as much butt as I could to get home before it got worse. But luckily, you know, like I said, lightning, wind, rain, that was the majority of what we got. So Happy to say everything's still standing, nothing affected here, 
But man, yeah, that that lighting was something fun to look. I stopped and looked at it for a couple minutes until I caught myself and realized I needed to get the shelter. The grizzled vet became Usain Bolt in one fleeting moment. I might have hustled a little more than I normally do. I'll give you that. I might have ran a little bit faster. Well, not ran, but walked a little bit faster than I normally do. Yeah, it was amazing, too, that there was uh, an NFL football game going on, too, with Dallas and, and the Eagles, but maybe Mother... And I, I thought that the only odd thing to come out of that evening, uh, you know, before the weather and all of that, was that the Cowboys really beat up on the Eagles. But yeah, that no no laughing matter but those tornadoes. No, definitely not. And yes, the Dallas Cowboys game was still... This game was going on in Cowboys State while these tornadoes were going through, so it's kind of wild. But like I said, you know, they weren't under tornado warning yet, so... I'm I'm hoping that, you know, Cowboys football might have went, you know what, we'll play this game later, but I don't know, because down here in Texas, man, we're serious about our football. Oh, most definitely, yes, we are up here in uh, northwestern Minnesota, and uh, yes, we've got a great guest here lined up. Uh, oh, we've had him on the program before, we had nothing but fun with him, uh, but he's here uh, to prom- promote a big event coming up here on Pay-Per-View November 2nd for Major League Wrestling. I, I love the MLW product. I've been watching uh, uh, for the last few weeks, few months on BN Sports. So I'm really uh, definitely interested in finding out more about Stairway to Hell. Oh, man, November 2nd. It's going to be uh, definitely a, a barn burner there in the Chicagoland area. Oh, definitely, man. I'm a fan of MLW myself. They were just here in Dallas you know, a few weeks back. We had the War Chamber. I'm sure you know, a lot of everybody saw that. Kevin Von Erich coming back with his boys, part of that team. You know, make sure that, you know, Everything was on the straight and narrow on the outside, so I got to watch that. But, yeah, no, November 2nd, man, Chicago. You can pre-order it now, MLW.TV. Big event. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I have to work, but, you know, I might still order it, check it out when I get home from work that night. You know, I do enjoy the product and all that, so I'm looking forward to having a chance to talk with our guests about the upcoming pay-per-view and some other projects that, uh, you know, he's got in the fire going on because, you know, when he was here back in June, he said he had some stuff coming up. He couldn't talk about it yet. And it turns out he had a lot of stuff coming up. So, you know, we're going to talk MLW. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the other projects he's involved in right now. So I'm looking forward to the guests this week. Yes, and without any further ado, uh, welcome back to Wrestling Memories Then and Now, Mr. A.J. Kirsch. A.J., the busy, one of the busiest men in pro wrestling today. Thank you for taking some time out to uh, talk about not only the MLW event, but what you've got going on also on the side. Uh, welcome to Wrestling Memories Then and Now. I'm glad to be back, guys. Thank you so much for having me. And, um, yeah, I, I'm really lucky right now to be as busy as I am. I'm, I'm very grateful to be involved in some of the projects that I'm involved with. And I appreciate the plug right off the bat for uh, Saturday Night Super Fight, which is MLW's first ever pay-per-view. Um, Saturday, November the 2nd, as you said, in the Chicago area. It's going down at Cicero Stadium. And it's actually going to be my first proper gig with MLW because uh, my first ever gig with them, we were guests of the crash, which is a Lucha promotion down in Tijuana. Um, So we were, we were their guests. We were, you know, um, using our talent on their show. So we were, it was, it was their ship and we were just glad to be passengers on it. Uh, But this is going to be my first proper gig with MLW. And it just so happens to be worldwide pay-per-view, no pressure. 
No, 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 not at all. But uh, this is stuff you'll be well, well prepared for. I mean, this is just another another gig, but a real big gig here with the the MLW, and of course, uh, Court Bauer and, and crew have done so have made such great strides in the last couple of years here since they relaunched uh, the the wrestle, actually wrestling product. I mean, they started back with the with uh, you know podcast and the like, but then they got back into uh, to the wrestling groove, and boy, you want to talk about just how. How just what a well developed uh, up and coming company this is, and they're not messing around with their talent base. So to get you on board, that must have been just something that you must have been tickled to get that call to to join up with such a fledgling company like MLW. Oh, I was absolutely thrilled, and you know, it's especially for somebody who is still trying to make their career, uh, their full time career in professional wrestling. Um, you know, MLW is in that unique position where they are not at that you know, WWE or AEW level where they have, uh, they're on, you know, cable television every week. They're, they're one of the very few that are somewhere between the, you know, your typical independent scene and the top rung. And I include both WWE and AEW in the top rung nowadays. So to not only, you know, have the, the powers that be at MLW see enough in me that they would want to bring me in, but to be a part of the process to really contribute to the growth of a company that has so much potential, especially at a time like now when professional wrestling as a whole seems to be, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I feel like MLW has a chance to be um, one of the most prominent ships in the ocean of professional wrestling right now. And I'm proud to be a part of that process. I'm looking at the card for this uh, upcoming pay-per-view, the uh, MLW Saturday Night Super Fight. My God, it's sick. It's so many great, yeah. great matches. I mean, one of the big ones, of course, uh, they're really promoting here is the ultimate, the stairway to hell match between uh, one oh, of the yeah. one of the best uh, independent guys out of the last few years. He's really his stock has really been rising. Mance Warner, and of course, the import and uh, the blood British blood letter himself, Jimmy Havoc. I mean, these two are no strangers to one another. In fact, their previous encounter of what of what led to this match, man, was nothing short of. Uh, Violence Incorporated. So let's talk about this big match before we get into all the other matches on the card. This has got a lot of people excited. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I think MLW does better than just about any other promotion out there is that if you look at the matches on the card for Super Fight, there's something for everybody. There's every, almost every style of professional wrestling is represented on this card. And if you are into wild brawls and just chaos and carnage. And I think it's safe to say that there's going to be uh, a little blood spilled between Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner. Like if that's your jam, then you are going to get every bit that you can handle at Saturday night super fight because stairway to hell match. There's a ladder. I'm not sure it's going to start in the middle of the ring, but hanging above the ring is a spool of razor wire to be used as a weapon Good Lord. and between two freaking maniacs like Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner, uh, whoever gets their hands on that spool of razor wire first might just be the most dangerous man in Chicago at that very moment. Um, it's going to be an absolute spectacle. And like for me too, I'm still getting acquainted with a lot of these talents like Jimmy Havoc. I'm relatively familiar with Mance Warner. I didn't know a whole lot about, but you know, being a big fan of Conrad Thompson's podcast, I just keep hearing him say amazing things about Mance Warner. And the more I look into Mance Warner, 
the more I'm inclined to agree with Conrad Thompson. Both of these guys are just top-shelf talents, and they are going to <laughs> literally and figuratively rip each other apart at Superfight. Yeah, and it was just recently on the MLW Fusion program that we found out that uh, Mance was uh, cleared to uh, to fight in this battle here, A Stairway to Hell, because he was uh, coming off of a, a punctured lung. I don't think he was getting yeah. too many light beers drank in, uh, during that time recovering. Oh, no, no. He was still hydrating uh, to his heart's desire while he was recovering. Um, and for him to, you know, come back from an injury like this and like a punctured lung, yeah. that's no joke. That can be fatal for some people. And Mance Warner, like I said, he's just so he's just so out of his mind that I'm sure he just considered it a minor nuisance and had decided before he was even in the hospital when he was diagnosed that uh, he was going to be taking his frustrations out on Jimmy Havoc. So people, people, if you love uh, if you love the old ultra violence, you are going to uh, be uh, uh, just frothing at the mouth at the sight of this stairway to hell match at the uh, big MLW Saturday night super fight coming up November 2nd live from Cicero Stadium on pay-per-view. Uh, that's one of many big matches here uh, on this MLW event. There's also going to be a no oh, yeah. disqualification world heavyweight title fight. One of my favorite uh, wrestler, younger up and coming wrestlers of the past few months, uh, is, uh, you know, of course, Jacob Fatu. I have been just impressed with him, what he's done in the ring. He is going to be putting up his title against L.A. Park, uh, presented by uh, Selena De La Renta, another one of the great young minds in professional wrestling. And, uh, of course, uh, she's a very beautiful lady, but she's a very smart and cunning young lady as well. But Jacob Fatu, L.A. Park, this is going to be quite the matchup. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Selena De La Renta... Uh, the leader of Promociones Dorado, the empresaria of MLW. She is as, as cunning and cutthroat as she is beautiful. And, um, you know, and, and like speaking from, from personal experience here, I've watched Jacob Fatu grow as a professional wrestler for years because he's, he first started making his name here in the San Francisco Bay Area um, with all pro wrestling, uh, you know, and uh, among a slew of others. But, I first got familiar with Jacob Fatu and all pro wrestling and it's, it doesn't happen often when you see a man of his size and his build move as smoothly and athletically and effortlessly as he does. I mean, he has one of the most beautiful moonsaults that, you know, that anybody is executing nowadays. And he's, I think 280 pounds, a legit 280. He's not a small man. And to see him, you know, kind of, climb his way through the independent scene and start to make a name for himself um, around the country. And now with super fight being on pay-per-view, like it's going to be all over the world. So I'm very excited for Jacob Fatu on a personal level. Uh, I'm a little bit afraid for Fatu, to be honest, because, Jacob Fatu, man, you you talked about it. What an impressive talent. I mean, what an impressive lineage. I mean, I'm looking online. I'm following the Samoan dynasty. I mean, he's one of many yeah. of that family that just keeps that. What well, that's almost third generation now for the Samoans of just such talented professional wrestlers. I mean, there's a big crew of them. If you, if you like Jacob Fatu, there's probably a couple other uh, Samoans just waiting in the wings to uh, find their break and make their break in in a, a company like MLW or something along the uh, bigger indies. Absolutely. And, and MLW is constantly looking for, you know, young, impressive talent. Like they, they call themselves the new era of professional wrestling. And that, you know, we take that very seriously. It's not just some tagline or some, you know, some 
fun sounding phrase that we'd like to throw around. Like you've got some of the old school, of course you, I mean, look at Jacob Fatu's opponent, LA park, a legend in Lucha Libre. Um, and no less dangerous now than he was, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And so this, this main event at Saturday Night Superfight really is going to be a colossal confrontation between not just Jacob Fatu and L.A. Park, but really new school versus old school. And it's no disqualification, too. So that just leaves the door wide open for all kinds of chaos. Chaos and chicanery, and of course, when you are a messing, when you have, when you're associated with Selena De La Renta, you never quite know what Selena might have up her sleeve as well. Yep. Yep, she is she is incredibly cunning. Um, she is devious even and especially uh, you know, she's she's got she's in the corner of LA Park for this contest and I would be surprised if she did not come into Super Fight with a a backup plan and a backup plan for her backup plan. Well, when you're going against Jacob Fatu, you got to bring everything and uh, plus 2 times 3, you got to bring it all, man. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we're going to get into uh, another big, big match. I'm looking forward to uh, is uh, Teddy Hart and Austin Aries. Now, Austin Aries made his way to MLW uh, not too long ago, uh, taking on a member of the Hart Foundation and sometimes uh, a bit of a loose cannon at times, but a very talented athlete uh, who's been doing it for many years. Teddy Hart. This is uh, quite a matchup on paper, and uh, going into this, uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, this world middleweight title fight. Me too. Me too. And uh, Austin Aries uh, completely blindsided Teddy Hart not too long ago, gave him a brain buster on the ring apron. Uh, just absolutely gnarly, hard to watch. Uh, and, you know, Teddy Hart uh, was advised by some medical professionals to not compete at Super Fight. Um, he's going through geez, electroacupuncture and CBD treatment and just every trick known to mankind. He is, he's trying to get back to 100%. I don't know that he's going to be 100% by the time Superfight rolls around, but uh, Teddy Hart's got revenge on his mind, and Austin Aries wants nothing more than to collect yet another belt, and that belt being Teddy Hart's world middleweight title. Austin Aries, of course, well known as being the belt collector. There's been so many championships that he has uh, won on so many different levels in the last few years. And it's just good to have Austin uh, back and especially working with a company like MLW and uh, working with guys the caliber of Teddy Hart. I mean, uh, to have Austin Aries on the sidelines is never good for pro wrestling. I agree. I agree. He is a uh, <laughs> he is definitely a fire starter in pro wrestling. And as long as, you know, people are buzzing, people are talking and I'm sure Austin Aries does not mind uh, making people talk. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, I'm going to uh, let Mike, the grizzled vet McCurdy, into the conversation uh, as the topic turns to the Texas Tornado World Tag Team title fight. Mike, are you ready to roll? I see. We're going we're gonna to go to the grizzled vet here in Texas, talk about the Texas Tornado match. All right, I see where we're going here. <laughs> hey, it's an easy <laughs> one, man. <laughs> you know what, though, man? I was going to talk about this match because this is one I'm kind of interested in because not only are these two great tag teams in this title fight, but yes, of course, Marshall and Ross, Von Eric, Von Eric 3G. Okay, in Texas, you know, we might have a little soft spot in our heart for the Von Erics, you know. It, it kind of comes with the territory, but just on paper, like you said, Texas Tornado match for the MLW Tag Team Championship, it's a great match. I mean, just barring the Texas Tornado, the Texas title, you know, lineage to it, the match itself on paper is absolutely amazing, and it's one I'm really looking forward to seeing. Me too. And, um, you know, just 
take into consideration, of course, that you've got the Von Erich to there's, I mean, we were talking about the, the Fatus earlier, the Samoan dynasty. Um, and you've got the Von Erichs, another legendary family in professional wrestling. And it's kind of funny that they're facing a team that has labeled themselves the dynasty when really, I feel like the Von Erichs have more of a dynasty to motivate them. And dare I say, even live up to with their family name behind them. But with uh, MJF and Richard Holiday on the other side, you know these <laughs> these two guys are smug as they come, and Richard Holiday even um, taking advantage of his father slash attorney, like his dad is his attorney. How how just easily, I don't know. It's just I immediately get heated when I just think like this guy's using his freaking dad as his attorney and has done everything he could to postpone this match. In fact, that's the reason it wasn't the dynasty versus the Von Erichs in Tijuana is because Richard Holiday's dad actually got an injunction to prevent that match from happening. Um, but it will be happening on pay-per-view at Saturday night super fight dynasty bought themselves some time, but their time uh, might run out come November the 2nd. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go on record. I, I might lose some of my, you know, Texas clout if I have any, but I'm kind of leaning towards the dynasty to win this one because really? yes, Ross, I am, I am. Just because I'm in Texas does not make me a Von Erich fan. You know, I, I'm sorry. I, I love the Von Erichs. I've talked with Kevin on many occasions. But when you look at it, because MJF right now is probably one of the top guys on the indie scene. The guy is just super talented, also with AEW. So, you know, I'm going to have to give a little bit of a nod to them. That's who I'm kind of picking to get. You know, Ross and Marshall, they're going to have their time. I'm not discrediting them in any way, shape, or form. It's going to be a stellar match either way. But I'm going to I'm kind of going for the dynasty. Okay, interesting, interesting take. Um, I, you know, I've yet to see the Von Erichs work in person. I've, I saw the Dynasty in action in Tijuana. Uh, you know, credit where credit is due. They're very impressive. They are very much on the same page as a team. Um, but, you know, they've been, with all that pent-up frustration and just weeks and months of anticipa- anticipation is unleashed on the Dynasty, there may not be a whole lot left. This is true. And as far as the Von Erichs go, man, you say you've never seen them work in the ring. You might have because, I mean, you're going to see a lot of, you know, David and Kevin and Kerry in their styles. They've they've definitely taken, you know, learned from their family and kind of brought it into the next generation and all that and kind of made some of their own. But there's definitely some flashes of old school Von Erich when you see these two boys in the ring. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've seen I've seen footage of them. Um, I just haven't seen them work in person yet. But um, you're absolutely right. The resemblance is downright uncanny. Now, speaking of you know, we're we're talking about family lineage and dynasty. There's another match. You know, this got us some family lineage in it, and that's the MLW National Openweight Championship. Alexander Hammerstone, the champion, gentleman I've had yep. gotten the chance to see on many occasions. He wrestled in Pacific Northwest, where I came from, so I had a chance to see him kind of around there. But he's going up against Davey Boy Smith Jr., who obviously the son of the British Bulldog and another member of the Hart family. So right. along with Superfly, there's a lot of family lineage in a lot of the matches on this card for this pay-per-view. Right. For fans of not just the current product, but for years past, there is a lot to look forward to with uh, Superfight. And me personally, I'm really looking forward to calling this contest because both Hammerstone and Davey Boy Jr. are just massive human beings like seeing them on screen does not do justice to how large these two are in person uh hammerstone is built like he's carved out of granite 
Davy Boy is as strong as he is tall, and like this is definitely the immovable immovable force versus uh, oh sorry unstoppable force versus immovable object um, at Saturday Night Super Fight, and I'm really looking forward to seeing who's going to give first, who's going to make that first mistake, and um, it should be a fantastic, fantastic, very athletic contest. Very athletic. I wouldn't say scientific. I mean, yes, they do have they do know how to grapple when it comes down to it. But as you said, these are two amazing, like muscular specimens in the ring, especially Hammerstone. Oh, yeah. Like I said, he is huge. So I'm expecting a strong power contest between the two of the at least to start to kind of just establish, you know, who the big dog in the yard is. Sorry if I uh, yeah, you know that- took the copyright away from anything, but. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be my guess as well. But I actually wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, Hammerstone was working more on his grapple game because Davy Boy is very much at home on the mat as much as he is tossing people around. I think Hammerstone's aware of that, so I'm curious to see if Hammerstone is going to kind of adjust his approach or if he's just going to rely on his you know brute strength and also his deceptive speed. Again, for a man his size, and I know I said this about Fatu, too, but same can be said for Hammerstone. Hammerstone is as agile and quick as he is strong. Now, another match on the card, and this is where you're going to see a little bit, in my opinion, you're going to see a little bit more grappling. You're going to see a little bit more scientific wrestling. And that's when Tom Waller goes one-on-one with Timothy Thatcher. Because Timothy Thatcher, by far, one of the best technical wrestlers, man. The guy's absolutely amazing. Once again, got to see him on a lot of cards in Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I mean, and Thatcher's another guy that I was, I mean, when I was actually in the ring, you know, I was, I've been fortunate slash unfortunate enough to share a ring with Timothy Thatcher. And, you know, even though I lost, I came out a better wrestler than when I walked in. And Thatcher is, I mean, you could put him in the ring with, with literally anybody in the world. And I think he is, he is on par with the best technical wrestlers in the world today. Of course, Tom Lawler with the MMA background. Um, I think this is going to be a mat based match for the most part, but I think it's going to be an absolute clinic in probably more than anything, the ground game. And again, if you're a a student of the game, if you appreciate technical wrestling, then this is going to be uh, the one match that you're not going to want to miss. Hey, see, I think we need a little bit more of that because, you know, last night I I sat down like everybody else. I watch AEW Dynamite. Obviously that opening tag match was stellar. I loved it. But there was not a lot of mat-based wrestling. There was a lot of spots. There was a lot of flying. I mean, I got tired out just watching them. So yeah. sometimes a good, a good mat-based match, a good scientific match with more grappling, I enjoy that. One, it's a chance to watch what wrestling is supposed to be. And two, it's obviously a chance to uh, a break away from the high spots and the high flying that we see all the time. On you know, And I'm not singling out AEW. I know high spots are the big thing. I like a sure. good mat-based match on occasion. I like a scientific wrestling match. Call me old-fashioned. No, I agree. Um, I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with, with your point of what wrestling is supposed to be. Um, and I think, you know, all, obviously we all have our favorites. We all have our idea of what we think the best genre, shall we say, of professional wrestling is. Um, but something that's happened over the last, really the last five years, but I think really over the last 10 years, kind of more gradually than recently, is that we've seen a lot of different genres of professional wrestling pop up. 
Like you've seen, you know, like you've got Hood Slam, for example. One of the promotions that I work for uh, up here in Oakland is one of the most absurd, over-the-top party atmosphere shows that I've ever worked. And to this day, and I dare say from the time I started working at Hood Slam, I don't know that there's ever going to be a more just fun experience in wrestling for me as a performer. That's not to say that MLW is not fun. That's not to say any of the other shows I work aren't fun, but that environment is just what makes Hood Slam such a blast. And, you know, you're seeing like Chikara, you're seeing Lucha Vavoom, Wrestle Circus when they were around, bar wrestling down in LA. Um, and AEW is, you know, you can look at that and be like, oh, this is different from WWE. There's a lot of different genres of professional wrestling coming out. And I don't think one is particularly any better than the other. I think there is, however, something to be said when a promotion can balance those, those different genres. And again, I think that's what sets MLW apart from everything else. Like, you've got your, you know, amazing catch-as-catch-can wrestling with Tim Thatcher and Filthy Tom Lawler. You've got your deathmatch style with Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner. You've got your Clash of the Titans with Jacob Fatu and L.A. Park, and then there's a trios match on the card. There's just so much. Every professional wrestling fan is going to find something that they like at MLW uh, Saturday Night Super Fight. And if they, if they show up for the death match, they might even find themselves enjoying uh, Tim Thatcher and Tom Lawler. You never know. You know, I'll give you that. I will stand corrected on my, you know, wrestling the way it's supposed to be. I think I kind of was going more towards, you know, when you see a, a scientific match and they're on the mat, it's where wrestling started. Because obviously Greco-Roman, we kind yeah. of evolved from that. And sometimes it's good to it's go back to that. So I will stand corrected. It feels real. Yeah. It's where it feels There you go. There you go. And I think, you know. I think we appreciate, as fans, you know, we all know what's going on. But we appreciate it when we forget that, you know, the wink and the nudge. We appreciate it when we can look at something and being like, ooh, I wonder who's going to get the better of this rather than, you know, something that pulls the curtain back a little too far. You know, for example, and I'll throw this out there because, unfortunately, you know, it, I think he's in a bad light, but this this kid's in the spotlight right now, and I don't think it's fair, is also in AEW, is Marco Stunt. Unfortunately, Marco uh-huh. Stunt has got a lot of spotlight on. I enjoy what Marco Stunt does, and I see his place in it, and I enjoy it. And I think, unfortunately, right, right now, the kid's kind of got a bad spotlight because he is so little. I mean, he is, he, he's a young guy, and he's a very tiny guy, but we've seen that so many times before. Ray Mysterio, Spike right. Dudley, you know, Mikey Whipwreck. These were not big men. So, you know, and, so that's another, so, like you said, a genre thing. And wrestling would be boring if everybody looked the same. <laughs> like, exactly. you know, it says something for the kid who may not be as big or as strong as they'd like to be, and they see somebody like Marco Stunt, and they're just like, you know what? I can do it, too. And there's something to be said for that. Rey Mysterio, as to your point, you know, what, 19, 20 years old, maybe 21 when he was uh, brought into WCW and immediately started turning heads when how many times do you think he was written off for being, you know, too small, too skinny, too whatever? Like, if, the, if they can work and if they can entertain a crowd, if they can connect with the people, then who's to say they don't belong there? Exactly. I, I agree with that. You know, and in your allusion to Hood Slam and all that, 
I got a chance back in the time to go see Incredibly Strange Wrestling, which was Johnny Legend and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You're definitely not going there if you want to see, you know, the old school style scientific wrestling on that one. You're going there for the the showmanship and the characters, and you leave, which I was always entertained when I went to see that. Right, right. And, you know, take Hood Slam, for example, again. Like, you have the showmanship, you have the ridiculous characters, but you also have world-class wrestlers. So it's like, it's easy to bring in, you know, the atypical wrestling crowd. I mean, they're not even a wrestling crowd. Most of those fans are fans who just want to, like, cut loose on a Friday night. And it's not hard for them to see a performer and have them pick their favorites and immediately cheer or boo them. And that's one of the things that I love, not to get too off track from MLW, but, you know, we do have a lot more to talk about. Um, Hood Slam doesn't, is not performed in front of your jaded wrestling crowd. Like, the Hood Slam crowd will pop for a hip toss. The Hood Slam crowd will pop for a fireman's carry takeover. Like, that's all it takes for the Hood Slam crowd. So when they do see something like a moonsault or a 450, they lose their mind. So it's like those old wrestling tricks still work. It's just that the typical wrestling audience has seen them so often that they're just like, oh, I know what this is, or, oh, I know what's coming. Um, and we all know that wrestling fan who thinks they know everything and just refuses to let themselves enjoy what they're watching. Um, and so that's one of the things that I love about hood slam is that the crowd, it's not your typical wrestling crowd. They pop for pretty much everything. So like those old wrestling, go ahead. Oh, just those old, those old wrestling tricks. They work if you just don't use them in front of a wrestling audience. All right. We're going to go back to the, uh, MLW, the super fight Saturday night, super fight, uh, happening November 2nd on pay-per-view. You can pre-order at MLW.tv. I'm like throwing in that quick plug there. Uh, and that's going to be, it's a six-man tag team match. You have Injustice, Jordan Oliver, Cotto Brazil, and Myron Reed. Myron is a guy I've had a chance to work with on shows and all that, and an amazing talent mm-hmm. ring. And they are facing Gringo Loco, Puma King, and Septimo Dragon. That is going yep. to be more of your high-flying, high-spot, you know, Lucha-style match that we were oh, alluding oh, yeah. to earlier. I'm, I'm hoping that match kicks off the show because that's when I'm going to be most caffeinated because... I'm going to need that caffeine to keep up with all the action that's happening in that ring. Like these six are going to be flying all over the place. We are going to need O'Hare's air traffic control to like keep track of what's going on in this matchup. And again, it's going to be distinctly different from anything else you're going to see throughout the night. I have not had the pleasure of seeing these three, uh, I'm sorry, these six work in person. Again, I've just seen um, footage and clips on YouTube, but all six of these guys are unbelievable athletes and they are, they're going to pull out all the stops because it it is MLW's first ever pay-per-view. Everybody on this card is going to be looking to steal the show. Everyone's going to be looking to make a statement. Everybody is going to be hyped beyond description. And it's going to be my honor to try to describe that hype on November the 2nd. Well, you know, for all our listeners, I hope they get a chance. They order the pay-per-view. I know I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure Glenn will be watching as well. Um, but speaking of MLW, this is something I'd like to talk it's about. Like, it's, like, it's like 20 bucks too. It's, it's not, you know, a $30, $40, $50 pay-per-view. It's 20 bucks, And it's going to be, there you, go. you know, not even. It's like 19.95 to, you know, use the proper price. But it is a small price to pay for the quality of matches that you're going to be getting. And, again, MLW's first ever pay-per-view you know you can 
there will somebody might come along and do it better, but you never forget your first time. Most definitely. They came in a few weeks ago, like I said, they came to Dallas and they did the War Chamber. War Chamber was their uh was for their show on BN Sports, which you can also find on their YouTube channel and replays on Fight T V, which I believe Saturday Night Superfight will be available for purchase as well, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they'll be on Fight T V. I believe you're correct. Yeah. Well in fact MSW uh, you know, TV is powered by Fight. So they are working very there we closely go. together. But you know, just going into and watching what happened at War Chamber, I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to help work with the ring crew, but unfortunately life got in the way. But just watching yeah. it on TV, they went into Dallas for their T V taping but they went to the Dallas with the Von Erics and just the electricity in that building for just the TV tapings. You know, they go in, yeah. they put on a high quality show, regardless whether it's pay-per-view or it's their weekly television tapings. You know, MLW is definitely, you know, one of the, pro the products that you, you want to see, you want to watch, and it's highly accessible. They're not just yeah, on BN Sports, which I unfortunately don't get. Right. Well, I mean, they're not they're on BN Sports, like you said. They the replays pop up on YouTube. Um, there are a ton of streaming services that are going to carry Saturday Night Super Fight, and it is you know I mean, we've been talking a lot about the the broadcasts and the streaming, but it is a fun live show. I keep hearing MLW get compared to um, you know the ECW product and the ECW arena where the fans are just rabid, like they are chomping up at the bit to have a great time. Um, and you know, sometimes like you go to a WWE house show, for example, and the, you know, there's like barely a stage and the lights aren't great. Like when you go to an MLW show, you get video walls and lights and, and, a, you know, a, an elaborate setup that makes you feel like you're at something special. Um, and you know, speaking of which the next time MLW is going to be in Dallas, is going to be for an event called Zero Hour on January the 11th at the Nitex Sports Center in technically, I think it's North Richland Hills, Texas. Yes. Um, it's in North so, Richland you know, Hills. Yeah, so if you're in the Dallas area, you know, make plans to come out and check it out on uh, Saturday, January the 11th. And tickets for that show and every live show uh, for MLW are available at MLWTickets.com. I'm hopefully going to be able to make it out for that show because, and I kind of want to get your opinion on this gentleman. Uh, just recently they announced that they, they signed this guy. He's from reality wrestling, Booker T school, Booker T show. And that is here in Texas. I've had a chance to work with a gentleman on many occasions, many shows I've been at with him. And that is the Latin heartthrob Gino. He just got signed to MLW. And I'm sure by January, Gino will be a presence on MLW television and we'll be there at zero hour in uh, North Richland Hills. But have you had a chance to check out anything on Gino since he's been signed? I, I know a little bit about Gino. I know that he started training at a very young age. Um, I know he's something of a prodigy at Reality of Wrestling. I think he's, he's still super young. I think he's only in his early 20s right now. Yes. And... Um, you know, I just I just know that his as good as he is right now, his brightest days are are still ahead of him. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to MLW. Uh, he's definitely going to have, you know, his his no shortage of competition. Um, there's a couple folks in MLW that love nothing more than to take somebody who's coming in and you know not not like in a, in a malicious way, but like if they're wrestling them and they're making their debut. Obviously, the person making their debut wants to make a statement, but that statement has to be made at the expense of somebody else. And 
you know, everybody at MLW loves being at MLW and nobody wants to be made an example of on somebody else's first night. So as accomplished as he is, um, you know, he's definitely going to have his work cut out for him when he hits MLW. Well, most definitely. And I'm sure he'll be up to, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, I'm a fan of the guy and, you know, I've had a chance to work him and all that, but here in Texas, you know, he's done a lot of, uh, you know, he did a lot of six man. He's worked a lot of groups. Two of the guys he worked with for a while as he was, you know, making his way up in the Texas ranks was Sammy Guevara, who's now with obviously yep. AEW and part of the inner circle sure. and Austin theory, who just recently signed with NXT. So when you look at the three guys together and realize where they're going now, it's just another yeah. example of, you know, there's a lot of talent here in Texas, man. I mean, if you look at it, Keith Lee also from Texas and NXT. So, you know, yep. I, for one, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Gino on MLW. I enjoy watching Sammy on AEW and I'm looking forward to seeing Austin theory as well. So, yeah. And speaking of, of regional talents, like I just want to shout out real quick. Uh, congratulations to Jake Atlas for signing with WWE. Congratulations to Shakti Blackheart for signing with WWE. Um, I've worked with those two just up and down the West Coast, and it's really nice to see some, some West Coast talent, um, you know, just continue to carve out a path for themselves when it still feels, but maybe this isn't true anymore, but to me it still feels like a lot of folks who get signed are primarily from the East Coast or the Midwest. So anyway, just being based out of the West Coast for my entire life, it's nice to see some West Coast talent get the nod that I and so many others feel like they deserve. I don't know. I can say I don't know much about Jake Atlas. I'm, I'm going to look for some footage on it. have had a chance out here to go see a few shows with Shotzi Blackheart, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, her in NXT and see where she goes and all that. So. Me too. Me too. Well, if and when you do check out Jake Atlas, you will not be disappointed. He is incredible. All right, Glenn, I'm going to pass the microphone back over to you. All right, uh, you're listening to Rasslin' Memories then, and now with our special guest, AJ Kirsch, and we are talking... MLW Major League Wrestling and the upcoming pay-per-view MLW Saturday Night Super Fight that happens Saturday night, November the 2nd, live from Cicero Stadium on pay-per-view on Demand Fight TV. You can also find it on DirecTV and Dish and various other streaming services. I'm looking here, I mean, we, we ran through uh, most of the card, but there is still actually some more uh, stars that are going to be featured that night and uh, events that still have yet to be announced on MLW.com. And we've, we've left yeah. out some of the great talent and uh, boy, you you talk about some talent still uh, on the roster ready to uh, get p- positioned for the big night in, in, at Cicero Stadium. You're talking about the former champion, Low Key. you got Brian Pillman Jr., who I had on the program uh, a couple of years ago. And, boy, he's got he's come a long way since we I, I talked with him last. But him, uh, Low Key, Dominic Garini, Douglas James, and she's so much talent. Uh, boy, it's uh, even the yeah. undercard is going to be the stuff that hasn't been announced is going to be impressive in and of itself. Absolutely. And, you know, there's still, um, you know, depend- you and I are, are uh, we're recording this on Thursday, October the 24th. Um, things could change by the time this even airs. You know, things could change. Um, a lot can happen within, you know, 10 days or so. Um, and we are, <laughs> it's interesting to see how it's going to go down the night of the pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, a lot can happen between now and November the 2nd. Most definitely, and uh, like I said, I mean, a low-key match. I mean, if you throw him in with anybody, man, he's always going to give uh, 100%. Uh, it's just one of those guys that yeah. it seems like he, is, he hasn't aged a bit since he first came up in the, uh, the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, he looks exactly the same if he hasn't gotten even a little bit more aggressive. Um, 
Loki, as you said, he always brings it. He always gives 110%. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. has not exactly had the most, let's say, respectful track record in MLW when it comes to, um, you know, veterans and legends. And I think Loki definitely a veteran. And I'm, I think it's safe to say that he's hovering in that legend conversation. I mean, he's still as active as he's ever been. But, but Loki is a force in and of itself. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. may have bitten off more than he can chew. And we all know he definitely has a bit of a mouth on him. So low-key, I'm sure, would love nothing more than to uh, kick him right in that mouth. I think somewhere uh, Brian Brian's uh, father up in up in the great beyond is looking down and smiling at the the controversy <laughs> even young in yeah. his career even early on in his career that he's uh, starting to stir up so he's definitely got that 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 Pillman uh, personality that charisma but yeah yeah you're gonna walk into uh, a guy like low key uh, your charisma might be without uh, a few uh, teeth uh, in your mouth right right well that's that's though perhaps to his advantage Brian Pillman Jr. knows how to push people's buttons. And low-key, as stoic and as focused as he is, everybody's got buttons. And if Brian Tillman Jr. knows what to do to get low-key more aggressive than, um, than safe, like if he's able to get low-key to set his game plan aside, whatever it is, and just proceed with blind rage, I can see Brian Tillman actually taking advantage of a, uh, a reckless low-key. The psychological advantage always could could be uh, definitely in in Pillman's favor if he plays it like that. As far as a heat magnet, uh, though, I think we we mentioned him earlier. He's in the uh, tag team match, and he's been featured, of course, on uh, MLW and AEW. A guy that, uh, man, if you want to talk about a blankster... MJF boy can can he just goes back to that that throwback day of the straight up heel the guy who just twenty four seven plugs it in uh, you know who really really lets the fans know that hey 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 I'm the bad guy here and this is how I work he's definitely been one of the more exciting guys to watch whether you like him or or not uh, he's just he's just such a, a like I said a blankster yeah I don't think anybody likes him and I think he prefers it that way. Um, it's not often you see somebody so devoted to a persona that they, um, you know, you kind of start to believe that they're really that person. And I've spent a little bit of time around MJF. Um, you know, he's always cracking wisecracks. He's always cracking jokes. He's always uh, got something witty and snarky to say, um, which makes him a damn entertaining professional wrestler. And, you know, uh, that's another guy who's just in his early 20s. He's got the entire, his entire career ahead of him. So to be where he's at right now, a champion at MLW, one of the uh, featured talents at AEW, um, his future is looking very, very bright. Yes, and he will be appearing uh, on the big, big event here, uh, the MLW Saturday Night Super Fight, and uh, we'll go through the, uh, yes, the the card again. Uh, like I mentioned, there's the trios match uh, with... Uh, Septimo Dragon, Gringo Loco, and Puma King versus Injustice. Uh, we mentioned the Stairway to Hell match, Jimmy Havoc versus Mance Warner. The National Open Weight title fight with Alex Hammerstone versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. Filthy Tom Lawler, former MLW champion, going to be uh, putting on a wrestling clinic with Timothy Thatcher. That should be uh, definitely uh, for the pro wrestling fan, the purist fan. They're going to love that. A tag team oh, match, yeah. uh, the Dynasty and the Von Erich boys. You got the world middleweight title fight, Teddy Hart and Austin Aries. 
And, of course, the no-DQ world heavyweight title fight, Jacob Fatu versus L.A. Park, presented by Selena De La Renta. This, my friend, top to bottom, and especially considering yeah. the price, you, you can't go wrong with this, this pay-per-view coming up here uh, on, on the second. Right. I mean, if you break it down, you're talking about just a couple of bucks per match. Um, Saturday, November the 2nd from Chicago is, I mean, it's almost surreal when I think about it. Like, it's going to be, again, my first gig, proper gig with MLW. It's going to be live on pay-per-view. We're not going to have any net. Rich Bikini, uh, my broadcast partner, and I have worked together one night. We worked together once. And so for us to be calling a card, like, like, as a commentator, my job is an easy and fun job when the talent in the ring are so damn good at their jobs. And everybody on this card are so damn good at what they do that I'm confident after one or two matches, I'm just going to be able to sit back and accentuate the stories unfolding in front of the entire world at Saturday Night Super Fight. Yeah. A big tip of the hat, too, to Rich. I mean, he's worked with some some very top talent, I guess, some top veterans in the game. He's he's broadcast alongside Jim Cornette, Tony Schiavone, and now he gets a younger, yep. uh, youthful injection here with uh, EJ Kirsch. So we're definitely, uh, I think you're going to you know test him, but also I think the chemistry is going to be there because Rich does such a, a great job. He's so adaptable with whoever he's worked with. Oh, yeah, such a pro, such a pro. Very welcoming, uh, really made me feel like part of the team. And, um, you know, we stepped on each other a little bit and just trying to find our rhythm in Tijuana. But I think we're going to fall right into a really good place uh, November the 2nd in Chicago. Absolutely. We're gonna, I'm going to bring it back to uh, the Grizzle Vet, Mike McCurdy, for the last few questions here on this edition of Wrestling Memories Then and Now with our special guest, the returning A.J. Kirsch. Ready to go, Grizz? Well, of course, man. And, uh, you know, once again, stellar card. Looking forward to that on November 2nd, MLW Saturday Night Superfight. I think we have plugged this as much as we possibly can. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, thank, thank you both very much for uh, going out of your way to make sure everybody knows the where, when, and how. No problem, man. But one thing I'd like to talk about a little bit, and this is something you alluded to the last time you were on the show, but you couldn't tell us the details at the time, and that is that you, are, you have a, a role in a movie that just currently came out. I have not had a chance to see it. I want to because the, the concept of the movie – it intrigues me. I, I find it. It looks like it could be highly entertaining. And that is the newly released movie, Jexy. Correct. Um, my first speaking role in a major motion picture. Um, you know, you can't, you can't miss me. I don't want to spoil it just in case anybody still plans on seeing it. But um, it's in the first maybe 20, 25 minutes of the movie. Um, it's only one line. Um, when we shot, we actually recorded three or four different lines. And they had me do each line god like i'd probably say six or seven times just so they had a a large number to choose from but um yeah it was just kind of surreal just being a part of that process and then now finally being able to talk about it and actually go to the movie theater and see myself on screen um i went and saw it again with my parents which was really special just to be able to watch them see me on screen um so it's just uh it's just another reason why this this year and I mean it came out this month this month has been very very good to me and again I'm very grateful to be a part of of Jexy and MLW and a um, number of other things now for our listeners you know could you kind of give them like a little brief like synopsis of just what Jexy is about because like I said the concept yeah. to me provides to be highly entertaining yeah so the concept is this guy uh 
is super obsessed with his phone, as a lot of us are. Um, like it or not, that's just the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's super obsessed with his phone, and um, his phone breaks. He has to buy a new one. He gets this new phone. He fires it up, and there's a new operating system on it called Jexy. And Jexy is like the Alexa or Cortana or Siri that just kind of, you know, helps you out and adheres to your commands and gets you directions and, you know, brings up an app or, you know, whatever, whatever you ask your assistant to do. Um, except this assistant is terrible. It's, it gives him bad directions. It orders him, you know, a salad when he wants to get himself pork fried noodles. Um, it takes control of his phone and it just results in some embarrassment for him, but hilarity for everybody watching. And, you know, it, it helps him realize that he's spending a little bit too much time on his phone to, you know, make a real connection with people and not just like and take pictures and share and tweet and Instagram and all this other stuff. Um, so, you know, there is a message behind the movie. I think it's a message that all of us could hear a little bit more often, and that is our life does not revolve around our phone. Our phone should revolve around our life. So it's nice to hear that reminder um, that didn't stop me from being on my phone, you know, the second the movie was over and being like, oh, my God, incredible experience watching myself on screen. <laughs> um, but, it, it, again, it's, it's, a, it's a nice lesson. It's a funny way to, to get that lesson across to people. And it is. It's, it's a fun and silly uh, R-rated comedy. It's from the guys who wrote and directed the first Hangover. So you, you get an idea for the kind of humor that you're in for. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm definitely going to check it out. I've seen all the Hangover movies. And like I said, the concept of it just makes me laugh because, yeah, you go to the yeah. mall now and you see people sitting at the food court, you know, and they're like with their friends and their family and everybody's staring into their phone while they eat. There's no communication whatsoever. So, you know, right. I kind of look forward to a movie that might kind of, you know, skewer that, you know, yeah, I'm addicted de- to my def- phone. It definitely pokes fun at that. It's like... <laughs> If you've ever seen Liar Liar with Jim Carrey like 20 years ago, it's like a millennial version of Liar Liar. There's that spark of fantasy that, you know, the phone assistant is just this crazy, uh, chaotic assistant, uh, but it's taking place in the real world. So it's just like, okay, I'll go with this. I'll have some fun with this. Now, before we wrap this up, man, there's one other thing. I happen to get to watch you on this. Uh, You promoted it through social media and all that. And it's still available. You can find it on demand through, uh, you know, your local cable system. And you got to make an appearance on, with, with your mother on Let's Make yeah. a Deal. I did. I did. It was the um, breast cancer awareness episode. And my mom being a, uh, a breast cancer survivor, um, I thought it would be cool to have her come on there with me. And, and she was super excited to do it. Um, it was a fascinating experience being a part of a game show like that, like just seeing how it's done from the inside out. Um, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it just in case anybody does decide to to check it out. But, um, you know, I played a couple games on there and I, I had some pretty good luck and came away with a a pretty sweet prize. So if you do feel so inclined, check it out. It was on, uh, it's on CBS. So just find, um, you know, your, your, whatever provider gives you CBS on demand. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. And it was, it was fun for me and mom to do stuff like that. Like I I'm close with my mom. She's always been a great supporter of everything I've ever pursued and to kind of bring her in on some of those things. Like she comes to hood slam frequently. She's going to order MLW so she can 
listen to me do commentary and like to get her down on a game show like that. Um, you know, it was just, she had a great time. I had a great time and we both had a blast watching ourselves on TV. And we were in full costume, by the way, like I was dressed up like this eighties rocker, like Axl Rose, Brett Michaels, just like a mashup. And my mom dressed up as a construction worker because she said she was building awareness about breast cancer, which I just thought was super cute. So it was a good time. It was a really good time. You got to immerse yourself in the let's make a deal experience. You got to go in costume. When I was a kid, oh, I used yeah. to watch the original Monty Hall and I loved the costumes more than the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going to, if you're going to commit to the experience, like commit to the experience. So once again, that's available CBS on demand, you know, and in true wrestler fashion though, man, you know, we, we won't give away exactly what happened, but you even work like your social media with a prize you know, so, I, I mean, you, you still stayed in true wrestler fashion because this was recorded a few months ago or a couple months ago, I believe, you know, and you couldn't give away the details. <laughs> no, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't. You know, I got to I gotta keep a tight lip on things that, that people tell me are, are sensitive and confidential. And, you know, if I let the cat out of the bag, it doesn't give people a reason to watch. So got to give people a reason to watch. Got to make them tune in. All right, Glenn, I'm going to pass the microphone back over to you, man. All right, we're wrapping up here on this edition of Wrestling Memories Then and Now. Boy, it was a fast-paced hour. The timekeeper's giving me the eye. That means the Broadway is here. We finished it up, a full hour together with A.J. Kirsch. A.J., of course, going to be announcing on the big event coming up November 2nd. We're talking MLW. Yes, Major League Wrestling, Saturday Night Super Fight. And AJ, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule. And uh, we'll probably have to talk with you a few months down the road to see how things are going with you because you've always seemed to get something cooking. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you guys having me back. It's always a joy to talk to you guys. And, you know, this, like I said, this month, this year has been very good to me. So I hope in another, you know, five or six months, I hope I've got uh, something else cooking that I may or may not be able to discuss. <laughs> with you too but um i always love catching up with you guys shooting the breeze i appreciate the support for mlw um and final reminder you can pre-order that pay-per-view right now by going to mlw.tv it's only 1995 it's streaming worldwide so on whatever device you have you'll be able to check it out and um you know it helps supporting mlw just and supporting whatever you know go to your local independent wrestling show go to a show from a promotion that you haven't heard of. Like, obviously, WWE is the top dog. AEW is making a lot of noise. But, like, bottom line is support independent wrestling. That's, that's the whole point. And for MLW to be making this jump to pay-per-view, first time ever, it would mean a lot to not just MLW, but it contributes to the overall well-being of professional wrestling. So I do hope you check it out. For AJ Kirsch and the grizzled vet Mike McCurdy, I'm Glenn Broggett. You've been listening to Wrestling Memories Then and Now.